Joe Mings and Jay Rapp Show, bringing you the latest news and commentary on baseball. The 0-2 pitch, swing and a miss, struck him out! The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball! Hockey. The Big Ten Championship lies on a measurement. Did he get it? No! He didn't get it! Penn State holds! They brought back the fun, they brought back the excitement, and now they brought back a Big Ten Championship. The Penn State Nittany Lions are Big Ten Champions. And the NFL. Nine seconds left. Eagles by eight. Pretty. Lines them up. He's back again. He steps up. He's hit. He stumbles. He is throwing it deep for the end zone. And it is batted around. And incomplete. And the game is over. The game is over. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere. This is for you. Let the celebration begin. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Rappa. Hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> Try that again. Whoa, there we are. There we Hello. go. So, welcome back, everyone. It's been a little bit since we've been able to do the show, but here we are with episode number 259. And wow. Yeah, 259. We're supposed to be up to 260 now, but we had a little bit of a scheduling issue uh, a few weeks ago, and then last week was Mother's Day, and next week's Memorial Day weekend, so it's pretty Whoa. crazy. But no. That didn't really hit me until you just said it right there. Yeah. Uh, it's true. That's kind of crazy. It's true, all of it. So we've got a lot going on, and we wanted to make sure we got this show in. But the crazy thing about this show is if you saw when I posted the uh, the schedule for the live event, I mentioned that we are starting our 2018 NFL preview here on Sunday, May 20th. It's about time. Because, well, it in order to get all eight divisions done – before the start of the regular season, we have to begin now. And that's not to say that there will only be seven more episodes after this before September. That's to say because of vacations, holidays, events, and us doing a little bit more with the Bulldog Hour, we have to have these done by early August. So we're actually going to wrap up the NFC East and the playoff predictions, I think, the first Sunday in August, which is like the 6th or something like that. Yeah, so be interesting. We Hopefully... You know, when we talk about the important teams, then um, you know we'll have we'll have a you know a picture of what you know rosters kind of develop over that time, and you know we start to hit preseason. That's probably right around the Hall of Fame game, or um, you know right around that time. So it'll be interesting to to see kind of how those things change as we go throughout the throughout the summer. But um, yeah, it's it's fun to get started. Um, you know, I kind of like. I know we kind of had. We didn't always use to space it out like this, but then we'd end up trying to cram every team in and we'd end up, it just was kind of a mess yeah. in long episodes. Here we can kind of break it down, talk about a division, give each division, you know, kind of its due and uh, especially the good ones at the end. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, we put the ones at the end because it's closer to the season and it's the one that people are most interested in. So when we do the AFC, NFC North, and then AFC, NFC East, those are the ones that the people that listen to the show, be it live or downloaded later, those are the teams that people are interested in. Now, usually we do the NFC first, and I flip-flopped it this year to do the AFC first, but that is to allow the Eagles to be the, one of the last teams we talked about since they were on top of the NFL world Just since last they were drafting year. last. 
because they won the Super Bowl. In case you missed it. In case you don't remember. Yeah. You know, by might, the intro over the last it, three months. Right. So it may come up a couple times in this show, even though we're not talking about the NFC East. Oh, so. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure it will come up yeah. tonight. So, yeah. AFC West tonight. We're going to talk about the teams in the AFC West. Uh, and we get to uh, kick off the divisional previews with the new home of Chad Henney. Yeah. So after uh, after... A number of years in Jacksonville, I think six. I think it was six years. Yeah, four in Miami, six in Jacksonville. He's moved on, and he now has a contract with the Kansas City Chiefs to be the backup to soon-to-be second-year player Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Chiefs traded Alex Smith to the Redskins. And uh, what, what are you looking at? No, I'm just looking at your jersey. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that shortly. You, you, I was like, I was like, did they spell it wrong? No, 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 no. I was just looking at it because I'm like, that, that's cool. Um, yeah. So Alex Smith was traded to the Redskins because they felt comfortable with Mahomes in the second year. They needed a veteran quarterback to be the backup, and um, Chad was the guy. So yeah. Chad is in Kansas City. I think it was a two-year contract. So I think so. Uh, he has the potential to pay, play in 2018 and 2019. And uh, he's embarking on what will be his 11th NFL season. This, yeah, and this year. with our boy Andy Reid. Yeah. <laughs> By yeah. our boy, I mean former Eagles coach. Yeah, and I, I think I heard from, I can't remember if this was, it was from his family, but I don't remember if it was from his mom or, or who it was through, but that they were very comfortable with Kansas City because of the Pennsylvania flavor. Yeah, I, I know. The I know there staff are and the players. Yeah, and, throughout the coaching staff and front office, even I think there yeah. are a number of Pennsylvania guys there. Um, not that that's everything, but you know, when you have some some common backgrounds with some of the guys, and um, there's a bond and a link there. Right, so. you've been in some of the same groups, you know, for a while. That that can that can be helpful. So, um, you know, it's it's a known role, kind of like what seemed to be for Chad most of his time at least the second part, in, in Jacksonville. It was kind of a known role uh, with, with Bortles being there, taken so high and everything. With Mahomes, first-round pick, they traded away Alex Smith. You know, it, it's kind of a known role there, but, you, you know, you got to be ready. And, you know, it, congratulations to him. You know, I think that's a really good fit. Um, obviously, you know, they were probably pretty pleased with it. Um, you get to have a veteran come in and, you know, work with work with a rookie, well, not technically a rookie, but uh, yeah. uh, work with, you know, a first-year starting quarterback and and hopefully, uh, you know, help build Kansas City so that they can um, get some playoff wins. For as sure. As opposed to uh, flaming out early. Um, yeah. But it'll be interesting. Patrick Mahomes is, is an interesting case. Um, you know, and, and when you look at quarterbacks, I know a lot of times it comes down to quarterbacks. We talk about that a lot. I don't know where you put them. I, I mean, I feel like it's a big unknown. I'm not saying that against Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying it for him. Like, I honestly don't know what he can do. And it'll be interesting to see uh, kind of where that goes for Kansas City because there are definitely some unknowns in the AFC West. Yeah, definitely. It is an interesting transitional year last year. A lot of people were high on the Raiders after the year they had in 20. 20- 16 that didn't come that that didn't come about they took a step back and there were changes there now and they get to welcome john gruden back to the nfl as coach where he began his head coaching career a long time ago what probably 20 years ago late 90s yeah late 90s so (laughs) 20 years ago yeah ouch yeah that that one hurts i had that conversation earlier today too and it was not pleasant then (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so um, the Broncos having a bit of a issue over the last few years since they won the Super Bowl, haven't been able to find the yeah. right fit. With Manning retired, they've gone through a bunch of quarterbacks uh, like many teams seem yeah. to be doing. Uh, but they, they picked early in the draft. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, you know, They were 5-11 and 11 last year, fourth in the division, so last place in the division. And, uh, you know, there are a lot of not just interesting 
teams in the AFC West, I'd say. There are a lot of interesting storylines here. Like we talked about, all right, so what is Patrick Mahomes and what is Kansas City? You know, like is this, you know, going to develop? It's interesting in the sense, and I don't, don't get me wrong, I, I think he should absolutely be safe, but be interesting if the Patrick Mahomes thing doesn't really take off. Andy Reid, I think, could be in some trouble in Kansas City, and I don't necessarily think he'd get fired this year. But well, just they'd have to have a pretty no, they'd have to be a disaster year. this year. But I'm just saying, if if it's slowed it on the uptake this year, and then they are struggling again next year, and I think it could be a tough spot for him. I don't know that that's fair. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I don't. It's hard to argue because they had some of the teams that it looked like they should get a couple more wins, but. You know, they run into teams like, in for most of them, the Steelers and the Patriots in the in the playoffs. Like, what yeah. what do you think is going to happen? Right, right. Um, well, I mean, they shocked the world at the beginning of the season last year when right. they dismantled the Patriots on uh, that opening right. Thursday game. And so, so you look at those like it's just kind of interesting to see how that fits out. Then you have like you have the Gruden in the whole Raiders thing, and like the most interesting part there is like how Gruden basically has said like, you know. We've talked about these advanced stats and everything in football and how they're finally kind of starting to make their way in. Uh, we talked about it with the Eagles, about how they go through, and they have, like, guys, and they sit down with Peterson leading into the week about, like, to use numbers to basically, not predetermined, but to come up with, in these scenarios, this is what we want to look to do, you know. But it's still his call. They yeah. talked about with going for it on fourth down you know, with the Philly special stuff. Now, that's a ridiculous – you know, that's the most ultimate scenario. There. But they went for it on fourth down a lot last year. You know, things like that. Well, Gruden has already said he's – you know, he doesn't necessarily buy into that stuff and he's going to coach like it's 1999 and they want, you know, hard-nosed football players. Well, that's great, but it's – we just Will talked it about it. It's 20 years later, right? Yeah. So, 20 years later, I find it – when you have a healthy approach to all the second gen stats and all that stuff, um, I and I think we agree with this not just in sports but in lots of things. The more information you can have to base your decisions on is usually a good thing, right? Now there can be paralysis by analysis, like we I understand that, but it it's good to have more information when you're making decisions because you can make better informed decisions. And it seems like Gruden's just kind of like, I'm going with like the football instinct and all that stuff. And I'm not saying it won't work. It, it has worked for him before. He's a Super Bowl champion coach. But it it's a different, you know, the game has changed a lot over 20 years. And it'll be interesting to see if that flies in Oakland. So there's a whole lot of issues there. And then you get to Denver. What are they going to do? Do they have... You know, is Case Keenum going to be good enough at quarterback? You yeah. know, like let, lots of things. Let's start there. Let's do it okay. a little bit differently this year. Let's actually go in alphabetical order okay. by by the city or the Perfect. region or whatever they say instead of going four, three, two, one. Right. Let's go alphabetically, go over them, and then okay. we can kind of off the cuff right at the end Perfect. say what we think is going to happen. So you mentioned we're going to start in Denver, uh, University of Denver, a little bit of a. Uh, well, a little bit yeah, bias, a little maybe. bit. Little but bit. I don't know. With with this, the Chiefs I, jersey, you know, yeah, <laughs> we'll kind of offset it a little. Right. So um, I don't think. What would it take to get you to wear an Oakland jersey? You know, probably a big time Penn Stater going there. A a while ago, I would have said a lot, right? But I mean, yeah. If if someone that I really enjoyed watching, um, probably a Penn Stater. Like if uh, Saquon went to the Raiders. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, I, I wasn't sure today if this was the Henny jersey or the Barkley jersey. So, <sighs> hey, you can't beat, you know, I better not get into it. You never know who's who's listening. You know, the, the big brother and, and whatnot. I don't want to, I don't want the yeah, customs yeah. agents to start wondering what's happening. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so the, the Denver Broncos, the biggest news was, or the one that gets the most hype because of the quarterback position, and Justin already mentioned this, Case Keenum coming over from the Vikings, who were a, a great team last year with him as the starting quarterback. He got a two-year deal from them to be their guy uh, for at least this year. For at least this year. He's going to be the guy. And if he plays like the way he did in Minnesota – they should get a pretty significant boost over what they were getting the last few years since Manning retired. Exactly. So, like, that's a really interesting thing because the Broncos were clearly a team last year where it wasn't just 
we don't have a quarterback that's going to go out and win us games. They had quarterbacks that were going going to go out and lose them games. And the defense caught on to that. After about like five or six, you know, losses in, they're just like, this is unbelievable. They had some rough ones last year. And so when you look at it, you know, it's not all that like while they were they were really bad. <laughs> um yeah, I think some of that was just despair, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh and you get a little bit of an influx into their defense, you know, with some of their draft picks. Um I I think this is going to be a really interesting case here to see can case Keenum. <laughs> um you know, Unintended? be a little bit of a spark. He certainly was in Minnesota. I, you know, I, I know that wasn't their intention. And it's kind of interesting because, you know, they talk about this a lot. Minnesota's a good team, and they were not at all committed to Case Keenum. No, they were not. Not even, like, week to week, you know. Uh, so we, we talk a lot about this in our own coaching experiences. You know, people on the outside – think they have all this knowledge of why so-and-so so should start or how good they are. But the people watching them, every, you know, day in, day out, well, that's pretty much what happened here in Minnesota. Like, it has me thinking, oh, well, you know, Case Keenum wasn't good enough for the Vikings to keep. At the same time, that doesn't mean he's not an upgrade for the Broncos. Right. You know? yeah, like, yeah, just and because... that's where I think I've settled. Like, just because they think – that Kirk Cousins is a huge upgrade. And that's fine. I'm not saying he's not. That doesn't mean that Case Keenum isn't also a big upgrade for the Broncos. The thing that I've heard people say before, and I don't maybe people would consider this a slap in the face to other Berks County football programs, but a large majority of the time, the backups at Wilson could start at most other schools. Most. Not all. And it always depends on the season. But that's kind of the same thing as just because Case Keenum wasn't good enough for Minnesota anymore doesn't mean he wasn't good enough for the Broncos. Right. You take some Wilson backups and put them on. I, I'm not even going to get into naming teams because I'm yeah. not going to throw team. that much yeah, vitriol around because hey. I don't mean to do that. Right. I'm not trying to belittle another team. I'm just saying the Wilson players are so dedicated and coached up and talented that they could probably start for a lot of the other teams around the county. You see that all the time. Well, and I mean, it's proven statistically on the field because you have one-year senior starters that didn't get the start as underclassmen because there were other guys in front of them. Right. And you have a guy that burst on the scene and the community is like, where did they come from? Well, the guys on the roster and the coaches knew it. They just had a tough time finding a spot right. to fit him in. And and that's how it happens in the NFL all the time. So uh, Case Keenum is definitely an upgrade based on the way he played in Minnesota. So that just that means Denver should be ha- having a better year next year. You would think um, they were five and eleven last year, last place in the division. Uh, Justin and I'll get into uh, our expectations a little bit later, but they addressed the offensive line with Jared Veld here and Billy Turner. Secondary, they brought in three guys: Brock Smith and Cravens. Kind of overhauled the secondary and. Now, not all the guys will start, though I expect Brock certainly will. And uh, Marquette King comes over from the Raiders in kind of a yeah, so, ceremonious, unceremonious departure once yeah. a Gruden got there. Yeah, I'm I'm prepared for some 70-yard punts this year yeah. with that one. And uh, in the draft, they got one of the biggest steals of the day in uh, defensive oh end gosh. Bradley Chubb from NC Arguably State. Arguably the best player in the draft. Yeah. I'm biased, and I like Saquon. Of course. But Bradley Chubb, arguably the best player in the draft, and definitely the best defensive player in the draft. Then they added another wide receiver weapon, Cortland Sutton from SMU. A, a running back after getting rid of C.J. Anderson, they brought in Royce Freeman from Oregon. And then one, one of the picks that I like, actually two picks in yeah, a row, two both fourth-round like. picks, Josie Jewell, who absolutely was a beast against Penn State last year at Iowa, uh, for the Hawkeyes, and then they got the Penn State receiver just seven picks later, Deshaun Hamilton. Right. I think, I honestly think their two fourth round picks and their fifth round, uh, Troy Fumagalli out of Wisconsin, the tight end. He, we saw him a lot the last few years watching Penn State. So like, I like three Big Ten guys in a row. Well, and four, I like four and five. The, their last pick, the seventh rounder. I like yes. David Williams from Arkansas too. I, so they added two running backs. I like what they did. In a this stud draft. linebacker. They added one of the best players in the draft at the beginning. Uh, they got the Penn State receiver, the Wisconsin tight end. So I think Denver had a very very strong draft. For the record, the Penn State all time leading receiver 
Right. Deshaun yeah. Hamilton. No Not small Not just some feet. scrub. Yeah. yeah. No small feet. So definitely, I think a team maybe starting to rise a tad. Uh, you know, I, I I don't see. I, yeah. I don't see that they're going to be worse than they were last. No, year. I I kind of like what they've done. I don't know how much help it'll be for them, but I like what they did. All right, so let's move on to the Kansas City Chiefs, the team I'm repping tonight. And uh, you know, the, the the one thing I think some people, at least the ones that are local or the ones that are familiar with Chad Henney and and his time at Wilson and whatnot, is that from the time he became a quarterback as, as a freshman for the 2000 season, the fall of 2000, he wore number seven. And he wore number seven from that year all the way until this season. And why did he change this year? Well, a, a Chiefs player had the number seven. I don't remember who it was. It may have been the punter or the kicker. Uh, and a lot of times you hear NFL players chalking up money, a, a gift, or even a donation to a charity to get to swap numbers. Um, Chad didn't do that. And the reason is because... His son picked the number for him. Right. So Chase Chase picked the number, said, you know, Chad couldn't wear number seven. What number should Chad wear? And he said four. Right. So Chad will be wearing number four with the Chiefs this year uh, in his role that we already talked about. And the Chiefs, they're coming off a, a division championships, a 10-6 and six season, one that we mentioned started off really strong with that huge win on the Thursday night opening game against the Patriots. They made it to the playoffs, came up a little bit short again, but like you said, they're always running into the Patriots or the Steelers, and, and it's tough to break through there. So what have they done? Well, besides adding Chad Henney, they added our boy Matt McGloin. Yeah. So we'll see if he can stick so around. Some moxie. At all. They also added two running backs named Williams, one of them from Miami and Damian, who had a chance to fill in last year once Jay Ajayi was shifted to Philadelphia in that trade. Also brought in Kerwin Williams. Probably the biggest thing is the addition of Sammy Watkins, yeah. who was sent from Buffalo to L.A., the, the Rams, and now from the Rams to the Chiefs. So having a wide receiver duo uh, with Watkins and um, uh, Tyreek Hill, that's yeah. that's interesting. What can Mahomes do with them? Uh, they re-signed yeah, D'Anthony Thomas. Speed. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Uh, they brought in linebacker Anthony Hitchens, although we do know that they lost um, Derek Johnson. They're like yeah. decade-plus stud at yeah. linebacker has moved on. They also acquired Kendall Fuller from the Redskins, uh, and they um, and brought another back new their punter. punter. And I think that <laughs> oh, was I he thought there? He, was re-signed. he might have been. There. Yeah, I, I don't know for certain, um, but I thought yeah, I thought Dustin Colco was already there. Although he did have a brother that maybe maybe they're just bringing in his brother. I, I'm not sure. I that can't. would be that would be funny. Yeah, I think he was re-signed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the it way this like Field Yates tweet sounds uh, is that Coco was re-signed for three years. But overall, I mean, they got the veteran backup quarterback that we talked about. They brought in some running back pieces, which I don't know that they necessarily needed because Kareem Hunt kind of burst on the scene. Now, he slowed down throughout the year, but he was a rookie. And I think that's some of the, you know, you you want the stable of running backs you know, as opposed to the the one guy. Yeah, Even you need if you three, have you the key guy. Good, you need three How crazy good is it? guys. I remember when it shifted from you need the one guy to the two guys. Yeah, now it's And three. now it's like you want three plus. Yeah, yeah. you want you want to just be able to r- rotate guys through there. And running backs don't like that for lots of reasons. Um, yeah, one of which the running back market on the free agency is not what it used to be. <laughs> no, it is not. It is, it is not. And they're starting to see a shift now more that – Running backs. I mean, there was like that five-year period where they were devalued and they weren't being picked high in the draft, and now that things have started moving up again right. over the it's, last three or four like years, everything it's, it's cyclical. cyclical. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's <laughs> so they added Anthony Hitchens, I think, from the Cowboys, but lost Derek Johnson. Now, while no one would say Anthony Hitchens was at the caliber of Derek Johnson, Derek Johnson is also on the twilight of his career, and Hitchens yeah. is still in the prime of his. Uh, so I don't know that you'll see a huge drop-off there. Of course, the positional alignment may be a little bit different. But honestly, I don't know if personnel-wise, outside of the quarterback position, the Chiefs got any worse. Right. I don't know if they got any better. It's tough for right. me to say there. But I don't think they got any worse. This is a first-place team. So if Mahomes can play up to the potential that the Chiefs believe he has, this looks like a, a pretty solid team. Uh, I, w- I would say if he agency. plays up to his potential they might take a step forward um 
anything short of that, you know, there's there's a there's a thin line, you know, when when you have this inexperienced quarterback. I, I'm going to want to call him a rookie all year. Right. I know he's not, but um, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out in Kansas City because, you know, the, like we mentioned, I think there's a lot riding here for Kansas City. Not to necessarily, I'm not saying that they need to, you know, make the AFC Championship game or anything like that, but to show some building with the young guys. You need to show that your young guys are the guys that you're going to be able to build around, and that would include the quarterback position now. So uh, Patrick Mahomes basically this year needs to prove that he's the guy that they think they can win with moving forward. They don't necessarily have to win. They have to win some, but they don't have to win in giant numbers this year, I don't think, with Patrick Mahomes. But they need to see the things from him that make them confident that they're not drafting a quarterback next year. Right. That's what they want to see. Um, and I know that sounds crazy because they drafted him in the first round last year, but like you can't have it be a bust where it's even a talk. You don't want yeah. that to be even you a You don't topic, want that to be, yeah. you know. So the Chiefs didn't have a first-round pick this year because of the trade to move up and get Mahomes. They ended up trying to fill in some gaps on defense, taking two defensive linemen in the second and third round of Breland Speaks and Derek Nadi. Just good because they had gotten old and banged up on the defensive side. Not a lot of standouts there from me to mention. Uh, the biggest no. one here by name is their last pick, the six-rounder yeah. Khalil McKenzie, another defensive tackle. So they drafted – they only made five – no, excuse me. They made six picks, and three of them were defensive linemen. Defensive and tackles. they were all defensive picks. They were, yeah, you're right. They took O'Daniel, linebacker, Watts at safety, and Tremont Smith, the cornerback. The McKenzie pick, round six, pick 24. Um, the Tennessee volunteer, it's interesting because, well, his father is the general manager of the Oakland Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we've already seen the the Broncos signing the Raiders cast off punter, and I believe the Raiders signed Derek Johnson. I think they did. So, Which we'll, we'll get here. We'll get to him, the, that team momentarily. I like Derek Johnson, but does that, that does that not scream of Gruden coaching like it's nineteen ninety nine? Yeah, like, right. I'm going to sign this thirty five year old linebacker. I don't know that he's thirty five, but you know, he's like got to be close. Just, yeah, so like it, that's kind of how I feel there. The two nearly thirty five year olds say, <laughs> "Yeah, so old, washed up." <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> That's depressing. So, you know, we have a team already. We're saying Broncos probably better. Chiefs. I think they're. I don't know if they're better, but I don't think they're any worse than treading water. So they should be close. Uh, So the third team is the L.A. Chargers, who, despite some early struggles, really came on late in the year to finish second in the AFC West. Yeah, but because of the early struggles. (laughs) Yeah. They were, were pegged. To not get where they should probably this year. Yeah, so they Last went year. nine and seven, second place in the division, and a, not a lot happening in free agency for them. Probably the two biggest things every week. Every week, um, they did bring in a cast off quarterback, Geno Smith, as a backup for Philip Rivers, who just like Roethlisberger, you got to be thinking Roethlisberger and Eli Manning. Those three guys, you know, all near the end of their career, what's going to happen there? I doubt Geno Smith is the answer, but he's in L.A. now. Uh, they brought back Virgil Green. Probably the biggest one, at least by name, is Mike Pouncey. But, you know, people have been lambasting the Dolphins for their offseason and always bring up Mike Pouncey. He's been more injury-riddled than he's been healthy, just like his brother Marquise in Pittsburgh. Right. And... Honestly, I think his name makes is he's a bigger name than he is talent. Yeah, and that's not just anymore. And I'm, that's not, I'm trying not to, to be bitter about no. him not being in Miami anymore. I just I feel like he always was overrated for what he was able to do yeah. on the field. We talk all the time. Overrated does not mean not good. Overrated means you're given more credit than you're due. It's just like when we talk about film franchises, because, yeah. you know, I think The Dark Knight is overrated. And right. I know that there's films right. that I really enjoy that you think are overrated. And it's not me saying here, The Dark Knight is a bad movie. That is not what I'm saying. You're just not I saying just, it's one of the greatest cinematic right. features ever. <laughs> and, it, and I only mentioned that one, not to, not to no, be a no. troll to you, but because we've been talking, I've been talking on other podcasts and with my other friends about Avengers Infinity War. Because people talking about how good that is and, and whatnot. Movie, yeah. 
Uh, well, someone, I, some, not, some think it's the best I, superhero movie ever. I have not. I haven't even seen it. I, I have, and I enjoyed it. It's very good, and it's a top five Marvel movie, maybe even top three. Uh, but I, I, people were then saying, what are you comparing it to? And everyone, The Dark Knight and Logan, and, and I haven't seen Logan, I haven't so seen. I can't compare. Uh, but I've seen The Dark Knight, and I need to see The Dark Knight again because it's been a long time since I've seen it. But that's what they're comparing it to, and I was like, well, I would take Infinity War over Dark Knight every, every day of the week. Right. Uh, that that's just where I was going here. Not to get too tan, too much of a tangent. I just in my head, I'm picturing the yelling that was going back and forth over this whole conversation. Not just that state, but like just lots of stuff in general. But yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Jalen Watkins is a eagle, former Eagle player. Yeah, so he's got yeah. a Super Bowl ring now. Taking get with his him money to the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, he signed a one year deal with them, and uh, the Chargers are also in the new landing spot for Caleb Sturgis. So those are the free agency upgrades. Um, in this, in the draft, they made a pretty decent pick. Some someone that lasted a little longer than people expected was Florida State safety yeah. Derwin James at seventeen. Yeah, I, I think that's a great pick for them. Yeah, I, I I agree, and I also really like their last pick way down in the yep. seventh round, Justin Jackson at Northwestern, another Wildcat workhorse running back. Um, he gave um Big Ten off or Big Ten defenses a heck of a time in his career at, yeah. at, at Northwestern, and you know. Um, you get a guy from Northwestern, you know you've got a smart player too. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how he adapts to the pro ball and if he can make a name for himself out there backing up uh, possibly being the backup to Melvin Gordon. Yeah, and he could be a great compliment to uh, Gordon as well. So Yeah, so um, you know, like we said, they were able to uh, finish second last year at 9-7. and seven. Uh, Again, I... I think they were able to kind of stabilize and, and maybe get a little bit better. I, I think they're able to add some stability there. You're walking the fine line because you have a really old quarterback. I say really old. It's all relative. But for football, you know, but like what does that mean? You know, Phil Rivers has been healthy the majority of his career, you know. Um, yeah. They, can they can they put enough around him? You know, that's that's where it's going to – what it's going to come down to. Um they need to avoid the slow start. The slow yep. start has killed them the last two years, I think. Yeah, I, um, and multiple times right. in Philip Rivers' career. Not necessarily meaning it's Philip Rivers' fault. I think, but it was, I think it was the Eagles game this year when they were they had all the momentum and the Eagles got the ball back with like six and a half minutes left. And were able to run right down the field. Never Didn't score, but never gave the ball back. Ran the six, last six and a half minutes off the clock and just ran the, ran the clock out. And that ended up being a big game, you know, later in the year, helped the Eagles get um, the one seed. Yeah. You know, um, but it'll be interesting to see. It's also going to be interesting as things continue to move on because they had trouble filling the stadium last year (laughs) um, with non-away fans. You know, it was like a home game for all the away teams there. Well, now the the glamour of it being new is gone. Um, Right. So you're going to need to be a good product or people aren't going to come, you know, and it's going to continue to be. And I just think like that there's no real resolution to that in sight because they're still years away from that stadium being built. Yeah, I don't think it's just open until 2020. Right. I believe so. so. So like when you look at that, that just makes me worry that you look at what could be on the horizon for this team. You could have a new quarterback in the next couple of years. You could have declining, you know, like, and, and that rebuilding yeah, it's time. with now is the time with not having a stadium. Like, I think this might be the year that the chargers have to put it together. And I'm not, I don't know if they have it, what it takes to do that, but they were so close in so many of their losses last year. They turned that around. I know we talked about that a little bit going into last year about some teams, you know, close, I, like for example, a team we are yet to get to in this division Yeah, where going into last season, I was high on them because of how many close games they pulled out. And you're like, yeah, but they had a lot of things go their way to get where they were going into last year. Yeah. That, um, that's, that's always my biggest issue. I and try so to like, look- while the, while the chargers have won or lost a couple heartbreakers, they're also really close to not being in some games. So, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like they got a little bit better, but, Man, there's a lot of unknowns in this division. I yeah, feel like. it, it really are. And and the last of the group, the Oakland Raiders, probably have the biggest turnover, the biggest roster change, the coaching staff changes, uh, the expectations that they just fell flat last year. 
obviously Derek Carr is the guy at quarterback. There's they 22 did, guys listed here for agent signing. They did bring in EJ Manuel and Josh Johnson, so they obviously weren't happy with the backup and the developmental guys and and roster arms and whatnot. Uh, you know, uh, Marshawn Lynch is still there, but they did bring in Doug Martin, who at one time was thought to be a rising star for right. the Buccaneers. And then gets popped it for PDs, was out four games last year. Like, all right. I don't know so, if there's anything to be excited about, no. but I mean, it's an interesting But here's the thing, like, supplement, right, it's, it's interesting. So you have Marshawn Lynch and Doug Martin, you know, again, it's, if you're building a team in, two, in 2010, this is an incredible backfield, you know, like... I don't right. know that Doug Martin was even in the league in 2010, but you know what I mean. Like you get you get the idea, you know. Um, and I just I don't know. I, I'm having a hard time buying into a lot of the roster moves. Well, I'm not saying they didn't need some roster moves. So like they needed some, but I'm just not sure that it's all there. But it's year one, so who knows? You know, like I there's definitely going to be a bit of a culture change there. But I I thought. I thought Jack Del Rio got a raw deal. Man. Oh, I like, definitely like because this whole season they like knew he was out. But that being said, if he had lost the offensive side of the locker room, like had been reported, that's tough too. Yeah. I, I don't know what to do there because you know. All right, we we talk about this sometimes though. Okay, all right, offensive guys, you you got you basically got your coach fired. Yep. Right, you, you got your coach fired. Up shut up. You better put up because John Gruden just got ten years, essentially hundred million dollars or something absurd. Yeah, um, he's staying. <laughs> yeah, you're he's, going. He's not leaving. <laughs> he, he's, he's not leaving. He he's probably building a house in Vegas already. We'll see if you join him in a few years there. You know, like because you you better prove it. You just got a coach fired who who had led this team to area places they hadn't been in in two decades or a decade and a half. Let's see it. You know, let's let's see it. So they also, their their flashiest free agent signing was Jordy Nelson, the absolutely. Packers cast off. You know, he's kind of gone. You know, had better days before his knee injury and whatnot. I'm kind um, of surprised that two years, seven and a half million dollars each year, basically, that he didn't end up in in Green Bay. Still, you know, like I, I get Green it. Green Bay's a, a fickle organization. And Green Bay's in a tough spot because they know they have to sign Aaron Rodgers after this year. Do they? <laughs> oh man! Um, oh so, man! Uh, looking over the other names, nothing too significant. You probably know Leon Hall. Name's been there in the league for a while. Same thing um, with Sharice Wright and Sanquez Golson, Reggie Nelson, uh, Mark Marcus Gilchrist. Um, They've all been in the league a while, right? And um, right there, there's six um, uh, secondary members either re-signed or brought in to um, try to fix that area. So like you said, 22 guys there re-signed or added in free agency. But what were they able to do in the draft? Remember, this is the Raiders team that went 6-10 and and was third in the AFC West. Nowhere near as good as people yeah. expected. And, and people did, overall, people were not pleased with their draft. No, they, they reached for the UCLA offensive tackle Colton Miller. Who they said basically isn't going to be a starter for them this year. Or... Might not start for them this year because he's not good enough. <laughs> and I look over the rest, um, and I don't drafted. even see... Drafted a punter in the fifth round. Right, after getting rid of Marquette King, who's one of the best punters in right. the league. So you lose a Pro Bowl punter and you draft one in the fifth round when you had 22 roster moves. So it's not like you didn't have a lot of roster overhaul that you could use. I just... Yeah, I, I think Gruden thinks he's smarter than the room, man. Uh, that, that's basically what I it comes down to. I think I agree with you. So. Um, and look, John Gruden was a really good coach. He really was for that one year in Tampa Bay. <laughs> like outside of that one year, you look at his numbers, they are slightly above average. Actually, they're average. They're average. Um his yeah. his overall record in Tampa was not good. He got he won that Super Bowl and he has a fiery personality. That's right. That's how he made a name for himself. Oh, you can easily picture this. You can picture how you put him in a room with a GM and an, and an NFL owner. How they'd be like, yeah, we're hiring that guy. I can absolutely see that. Yep. That's why there was talk of it every year. I can yeah. see how he 
But you put him in a room with other football sound this will sound bad, but like other football minds, not business minds, but the football minds. And I think he's much more average. You know what I mean? I think he the perception of him is yeah, he's a good coach, but you know, yeah, he's a coach. Yeah, he's a guy. Yeah. Um, um so the Raiders got mentioned and immediately like moth to a flame, Corey Greff. Hey, there you go. The video. There he, we said, go. he said go Raiders, but <laughs> I don't think we said a lot of great stuff about them. I but, listen. I, I don't know. Maybe Gruden will prove me wrong and, and some other people, but like I know some Raiders fans that while they don't mind the John Gruden thing, they're just like holding on because they're like they just this has the makings of of a wild ride. If, if it goes bad, it's gonna go bad in incredible fashion. With Marshawn Lynch there, like the guys that they some okay. of the, the Does Marshawn Lynch guys, finish the season I, on honestly, the active roster I for the Oakland Raiders? I honestly if you said I had to pick, I'd say no. If I, I have I, to pick one, I'm picking no. Yeah, exactly. If you ha- if it's yes or no, I'm going Is no. there a greater chance of Marshawn Lynch finishing on the active roster this year or leading Oakland like uh, Oakland uh, you know, residents and fans in a revolt against the team? Like, which do you think there's a greater I chance of happening? I thought you were going to say we're LeBron coming to Philly. I was like, I'm oh absolutely choosing LeBron oh, to Philly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that That's like a given. So. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so. Which means he's going to the Lakers. <sighs> no, not happening. Not happening. No, because they, they want Kawhi next year. You know what? If he goes west, he goes west. I'm, well, that's but, true. Get him out of the east. Right. Either Philly or Philly west. or bust, man. Go, go west. <laughs> so, all right. So, those are the four teams. Free agency draft, our kind of overview of what they did last year and what we expect from them this year without records or order of finish in the division. So, I'll let you go first. Who do you have fourth? Who's at the bottom? Last year was the Broncos. It went from four to one. It was Broncos, Raiders, Chargers, Chiefs. I'm gonna go. Oh man, this is tough. Five and eleven, six and ten, nine and seven, ten and six. I'm going Oakland Raiders. All right, I, How, what do you think their win range is? I put them at. I put them at six wins. That's low. I that feel like that's a low, but I, it, I'm putting them fourth. I've got to put them low, right? Like, yeah. and it. I just, well, that's what they were last year. They had so. trouble last year. They had trouble last year, and like I know Jordan Nelson, but can Jordan Nelson stay healthy? You know. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm afraid for Raiders fans that because they didn't sign Crabtree, right? They got rid of Crabtree. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they got rid of him. And he was their best wide receiver. Amari Cooper needs to be their best. Yeah, oh, receiver, he, yeah, but right. he, he was. Yeah, he was the oh, man. Was he hot and cold? Yeah. He was the subject of many fantasy football players' ire last year. Yeah, I uh, on one hand I'm like, yeah, Gruden will get in there and he'll he'll turn it around and he's good for a couple wins. But well, he certainly is now that I picked him to finish last. <laughs> so. But here's the thing, I I don't know. Um, Thinks he's smarter than the room, man. I, I I just don't know if his personality and way of doing things will is the way. The league is. I mean, look what his. Well, I feel like Gruden. At, Gruden's coaching doing. works when you're winning, because everybody, every winning cures all. Yeah. But when you're trying to build to a winning team, and you had like, you can't tell me there aren't some guys, especially on maybe the defensive side, that are like, we had a good thing here, and with yeah, Del Rio, right? You know, and like, if the offense doesn't put up numbers this year, like. Yeah, what'd you guys do? Look where we're at, you know, like. Yeah, so I'm I'm down on the Raiders as well. I don't honestly think they're any worse, but I feel like the teams around them are better or have gotten better. That yeah. it's tough for me to say. I wanted to say that this team was going to go eight and eight, but then you got to think that's third, and I I just don't know that they're better than the Broncos anymore. Right, I don't know. Yeah. So unfortunately, Corey, I'm sorry if you're still listening or if you see it later, but. I don't know. You can change my mind. I'm sure I'll be seeing you soon enough with uh, football starting. Uh, voluntary voluntary activities technically start tomorrow, but I won't be able to go for a few weeks. Yeah, surprise. 
Shock. A, a week before oh. Monday before Memorial Day. Uh, yeah, I uh, I just don't see the Raiders doing it, and I think they're going to be about six and ten again. So yeah. yeah, that's where I'm putting them. All right, so. I'll go third. Okay. Um, I think I'm actually going to drop L.A. to third. Okay. I'm going to go Chargers to third. I don't. I honestly, I'm not sure that they're any worse, but I think there are so many games that were toss ups last year. Yeah. And and a lot of people could say, well, it should be going the other way. Instead of nine and seven, they should have been eleven and five. And I I get that, but I and you were right on an AFC West team with this last. Year. I just I I just don't feel confident in Philip Rivers to continue Old the Man way River. he's been playing. <laughs> yeah, I, I like I know you're more down on him over his career than oh I. Oh my been, gosh, yes. Oh my but gosh. Yes. I, I just I, so something something's telling me that I don't think the Chargers can get to nine and seven. I don't think they're a lot worse, but I think when I think the Chiefs are as good as they were a year ago and the Broncos are better, I feel like the, the Chargers might um lose a game or two that they didn't last season. I and it's tough to replicate that hot streak that they went on at the end of the season. So I'm gonna say they're third and I'm gonna say that they're um I'll say I'll say seven and nine. I want to say eight and eight, but it's tough for a third place team to be eight and eight. So I'll say seven and nine. All right, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs at eight and eight. Ooh, yeah, my third. I, I think they drop off some. I, a couple things. One, while they have talent like crazy, I think the league's gonna adjust to Kareem Hunt and the group. Not that they won't be good, and not that they won't. You know, I think Patrick Mahomes will have a little bit of a learning curve. Um, you know, I still think they're good for what like. Two touchdowns from wide receivers over the course of the year. <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm being sarcastic, obviously. I think the receivers will get better, but like on defense, they're they were so old and banged up, and I I think they have more pieces that they need to. I think there's a bit more of an overhaul here than just that quarterback. I think quarterback's going to be the flash, but I think they need to kind of transition into like kind of like a new phase here. Um, I think they're I think they're eight and eight this year, um, and not necessarily. All doom and gloom at eight and eight. I, I know people will be because they're like, oh, they made the playoffs. They didn't make the playoffs. This is a show me league. This is what have you done lately? I get that, but I think eight and eight. But I think Mahomes is going to show that he's the guy to build around moving forward. So, so to um, one step back to eventually take two steps forward. I agree. I agree. So that's a good way to put it. And I think I'm picking them at eight and eight. Do you want right. me to do second? Yep. Second, I'm going Chargers. All right. All right. Um, I'm going to go with the Chargers at – I'm going to go 9-7. and seven. I know that's kind of – I have a, kind of in a bunch here, but it's not – it's just that I don't think I can have my first-place team be higher. Than, like, if I put the Chargers at 10, I don't think I could have the Broncos at 11. Right, you know? yeah, I so got it. So I'm going to go with the Chargers at 9. Um, I, think, I think they've kind of started to figure out the Melvin Gordon puzzle with Philip Rivers a little bit. Um, and I think that's going to be huge for Philip Rivers. I just, I don't think they win all of those toss up games, but I think they make cross the hump. And I think they ha- are in that area where they might make the playoffs again. You know, like I don't think they're so much better or win so many more of those games that they go back. I just see them kind of as probably right around where we think they're going to be, you know, right. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't say I disagree with you. This one's. This one was tough. I think this was a tough one to start with the AFC West. My second place team is going to be the Broncos, but I think they're going to be nine and seven. That's a four win increase, and I don't think it's all Case Keenum, but I think he helps. Yeah, and I think better quarterback plays maybe good for two wins, and then another year in the system, and the addition of Chubb, and I just think that I think. Denver has been treading water, and I think they're about ready to breach a little bit. Yeah. And so I, I just I don't you know I don't see ten plus wins maybe sneaking in in that second wild card spot. Uh, so I say Denver is my second place team at nine and seven. A little bit of a rebound after a couple great years towards the end of the Manning uh, career and his legacy. They've just dropped off, and I think uh, Keenum can bump them up a tad back into playoff contention, good enough for second place. So my number one team is going to be the Chiefs again. I know it's tough to repeat and continue to make the playoffs, and you know you swap out Alex Smith, who 
isn't a great quarterback, but is a very good quarterback. Has he's been a good pretty, enough quarterback. I been, know some people don't think he is. I I think he is a good enough quarterback. I think he was good enough to get him where he's gotten them. Yeah, he wasn't enough to get over the hump. And while Mahomes may initially be a tad of a step back, I think he's the younger guy, the bigger potential. And it was a move that Andy Reid and company needed to make, and they did it. And I think it'll be good enough because I think the pieces around him, while not big names, um, I think they're good enough to hold off the Broncos and the Chargers in that division and win it again. But I think they're going to be a 10-6. and six. I think it's going to be a close division. So I have 1-2 and two separated by a game, and I have 3-4 and four separated by a game. But the whole entire division last year was separated by five wins, this year by four wins. Because I think the division is a slightly better this year than it was last year. Yeah. And I, I have the Broncos in that one spot. I basically think this is a a division of unknown quarterbacks. Um, you know, honestly, Carr and you know Carr and Rivers are probably the two, obviously, most known quarterbacks, maybe. But you have certainly unknowns with Gruden in the offense there. Um, I think Denver's defense is going to have a huge bump this year. I they I th- I really feel like like you said I think. Keenum is probably worth two wins. I think having the defense not so frustrated and distraught over not being able to score any points is worth a few wins. Um, I'm going to put them at 10. Uh, so, like, you know, the whole division, four wins, like, like you said. Um, I don't think Denver is necessarily going to run away with anything, obviously. Um, I just think the offense is going to see a tick up. And I think the defense rebounds from a, a at times, great, you know, defense. And then I think things really started going downhill for them when they got just destroyed in Philadelphia last year. Because um, they, their defense, they were, they were playing strong coming into that. And Philly put up, I think, 50-some points maybe or 40-some. They ran out of fireworks in that game, um, literally. So I, I just think, I think Denver is going to have what it takes to kind of uh, rebuild, and I don't know that it's long term or sustainable in Denver, but I think next year, um, I like the weapons they added on offense and defense in the draft. You know, they got a good punter. <laughs> um, but I, I just, I think Denver has what it takes to kind of sweep it out here because when it comes down to the unknowns, I, I think Denver at the end of the year is going to have the best defense in this division this year. I, I like I, I like the turnover in the secondary there. I know that sounds a little crazy, but it keep to leave had become more trouble than he was worth mm-hmm. in Denver. I'm not saying that you know change of scenery and things might not be good for him, but I think he's more trouble than he was worth. I like you we'll know. get to him next week. Yeah. Well, in two weeks right. on the next show. Yeah. So, so Corey has been very active. Yeah. In our comments, so I want to address some of the things we did forget that the Raiders added Martavis Bryant. As well, that you're right. With uh, you're right, that's so a Martavis big one. Bryant, Jordy Nelson, and Amari Cooper. That's quite a trio that, that they can trot out there. That is, as long as the offensive line gives Carr enough time. And Corey points out that he believes that the Raiders have the best offensive line in the division. And and, and if they do, I I would say that the Raiders, while I picked them to finish last, are the biggest risk in any direction. I think it could become a dumpster fire real quick. My they, to be honest, they could win the division. I picked them to finish last, and I'm I not, think any I'm not of changing, the four but, in that yeah. division can win the division. The, the 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 my only rebuttal to that because I think what I you know Carr, Lynch, Martin, Bryant, I don't know that Cooper, they're going to be able to run the ball at all. And um, Bryant, Cooper, and Nelson. That is quite the offensive yeah. group. But even swapping out, you know, the guys that they added this year, the Martin Bryant. And Nelson that weren't there last year, and then add the guys back, Crabtree. Uh, what was wrong last year then? Like they went six and ten last year. There had to be something wrong. Right. What was it? Was it offensive play calling? Right. You know, it, was that the issue? Was it? Was it cars? He just he couldn't he couldn't get up to the same level he was in 2016. I don't know. That's why I'm hesitant to bump them up higher. So. Um, I, yeah, he, yeah. He, he he has the the uh he has the uh, division pretty much even with uh he says Chargers and Raiders 9 and 7, Chiefs at 7 and 9 and he calls the uh the Broncos the donkeys. So I don't think he's a Denver fan. <laughs> I don't think he so. He has them last so. at 6 and 10. 
Is so it, that could be. Um, your your dad also mentions he's skeptical of Gruden's return, and that's kind of where we've been right now. Right. It seemed that the general NFL audience was clamoring for him to be back, whereas I think a lot of uh, NFL insiders were kind of wondering the same thing we said: Can he still do it? Like he right. he was an entertaining analyst, but is this but something that he can still years. do? You know, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a little interesting. So, I don't know. But, I mean, obviously, we never mean any disrespect toward any fandoms or teams. It's just no. how we see it. And every year we're right on some things and we're really wrong on some others. A couple so. things that I, I, you know, just wanted to bring up real quick here at the end. First of all, like, you have a repeat already in a, in a playoff team. Yeah, I know. And, and I, have, I have a new one. Got to be really careful about um, that. And. Not that that helped phase my decision, but like, you know, I always end up and I'm like, nah, I end up with 11 of the same 12 teams as last year, you know, yeah. like. <laughs> when um, every year we know that like right. five or six are different. So like, I, I'm pleased that mine worked out that way. I didn't use that honestly in my, in my talking. Also, real quick, if you had to rank the quarterbacks in the division, how yeah, do you do see, it? Yeah, see, this is the thing that gets me because when in doubt, I always go, who's a better quarterback? I thought Whereas, about throwing it out there before we ranked them, but so I was like, I just want to go back in. My order of finish for the teams was Mahomes, Keenum, uh, Rivers, <laughs> Carr. And I honestly think it's almost flipped the other way, yeah. at least in terms of what they've given us historically. Right. Um, and honestly, you probably historically you would have to put Rivers above Carr. Yeah. But you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like on paper, they'd be your top two. Rivers and, and Carr are the right. top two. And the two. other two would be your bottom Mahomes two. Mahomes is last because right. he doesn't, he doesn't have right. the, uh, he doesn't have the, the longevity so far. He only has one season and he only played in like two games or right. something like that. One or two games. And same thing with uh, Keenum. Like he was a journeyman until he had this great year in Minnesota last year. So I don't know. It is kind of. Where you um, couldn't even get them to buy into him. Yeah. He was, that was a. That's a little contradictory to what I usually go as my default or my tiebreaker. But, you know, hey, it doesn't always go the way you expect it to. And uh, while the Chiefs are a repeat for me. They did well for me last year, and you know I'm not going to ignore the Henny effect either. That hey, I yeah. want the Chiefs to do well. Cause That's I true. Want Chad That's to true. I will be rooting for so. them more than I have in the past. So yeah. So um, you got anything else uh, for, no. for NFL <laughs> this week? Um, so on the next episode, which will be episode 260, and I said two weeks from now, it might actually be three weeks from now because two weeks from now, I believe I have a huge Haley birthday weekend and oh yeah. Natalie has a recital. Yeah, just so, so you guys know how this works. Like, usually I text Joey on Sunday. And I'm like, is there a show tonight? <laughs> yeah, so I actually He tells think... me plenty of time in advance. And so, then I'm always like, uh, do I need to be there? And what time? <laughs> so I actually think it's three Sundays from tonight. So we missed the next two weeks. Next Sunday is Memorial Day. The Sunday Memorial Day weekend. The following Sunday, I'm super busy with other things. So it'll be the Sunday, which would be, what, June 10th, I think? Yeah. And you're quickly seeing how this became our first right. NFL Why was this our first show. NFL preview? Well, <laughs> because we're not on again until June 10th. We will do the NFC West on June 10th. Yeah, I'm not sure there's any more solid answers there either. Actually, yes, there is. Uh, there's the, one solid answer. It's and then the Rams and everyone else, yeah. I think. Yeah. But we'll get into that three weeks from tonight. So check out JMNJR, J, blah, blah, blah jmngrradio.com for more from us. You can also follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook. Um, birthday shout-outs. Well, man, we're going to be missing a lot of time here. So I do want to mention, because I don't know if I ever did, um, belated congratulations to my cousin for the birth of their son a few weeks ago. Um, early congratulations to my other cousin on the birth of their daughter, because that'll be happening in the next three weeks before we get on air. I know for sure it will happen before we're back on the show. Um, and also early um, birthday to my daughter Haley, because she'll also be celebrating a birthday before we're back here. And uh, I'm sure there's plenty of other people that I'm missing because there's so much time between now and June 10th. Um, but yeah, we uh, we send you all happy thoughts. Yeah, we don't ever mean to forget anyone. Yeah, just, just real quick, two congrats to two of my college buddies. Both had sons this week. Oh well, congratulations uh, yeah. for that. They didn't. Well, literally a week apart, last Sunday wow. and this Sunday. So impressive. Yeah, impressive. pretty crazy. So, well, if Justin doesn't have anything else, I think that's it. So thanks for joining us. This wraps up the 259th episode of the Joe Mays and J Rap Show. We hope you tune in every Sunday for our take on sports. Until next time, I'm J Rap and I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Joe Mace and J-Raff Show. 
Tune in every Sunday for the latest sports discussions from Joe and Justin. Each episode is available live on Facebook Live and can be downloaded or streamed on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can interact with Joe and Justin on Facebook and Twitter. And stay up to date with the guys at JoeMaysAndJRap.com. The Joe Mays and JRap Show is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. For more info, visit JMNJRRadio.com.